With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recently, some uh, developments uh, with new coaching, new coaching hires, uh, you know, free agencies right around the corner. Combine is the NFL combine for the uh, drafts. Draft guys are, you know, was like two weeks away, a little less than two weeks. 
So um, this is the this is the meat and the potatoes of the offseason. Uh, I just want to discuss a few things um, in reference to the Buffalo Bills when it comes to the offseason. Uh, free agency, you know, uh, based on our cap situation, it's not like we can do a ton in free agency, but it's it's not like we can't do anything either. Uh, we do have some options. We do have some uh, roster moves that, you know, guys like Greg Thompson and others have talked about extensively where the Buffalo Bills can, you know, get from being $51 million over the salary cap to having somewhere around $30 million to play around with in free agency. Now, the Buffalo Bills finished last season uh, with another divisional round loss, uh, second in the AFC. Obviously, they won the, their division, um, the AFC East, for the fourth straight year. But it just seems like we're always missing something. And what 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 kills me about it every year is that we play these teams that go on and they get to the AFC Championship or they get to the Super Bowl, whether they win or lose, whether it be the Bengals or the Chiefs. Um, when we play these guys in the playoffs, we never play them with the full complement of our weapons. We never play them with the full complement of our roster. I don't want to say weapons, but we don't play them with the full complement of our roster. Um, <clears throat> case in point, against the Chiefs, the defense was decimated. No Micah Hyde, barely Jordan Poyer, no uh, DeMar Hamlin, no I don't even remember who the other safeties were. Uh, obviously, I, I mean, I said Mike I, but I mean, we were running Dean Marlowe out there at safety, <laughs> which I mean, not good. You know, Jaquan Johnson, he was there. He was terrible. Uh, thank God he's gone. Um, it, it just was rough. It was just a rough situation. But uh, it wasn't just on the defensive side of the football, like Daquan Jones. It just, I think Daquan Jones out of that game. I believe he was out. We didn't have Vaughn that game. Um, it, it, it was just extremely rough. It was extremely rough. Like Trey wasn't, Trey wasn't himself. You know, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, and then on the offensive side, we had some injuries on the offensive line. Spencer Brown wasn't playing well uh, with that back injury. Uh, you know, no real slot option. Uh, issues with the uh, offensive coordinator as well. So, you know, it was a bunch of things. Uh, we ended up getting our teeth kicked in by the Bengals. I mean, everybody up to this point knows that. Fast forward to this year, you know, they made the change. They got rid of Dorsey. You know, Brady comes in. Brady gets the offense kind of rolling. Uh, and we get to the playoffs, and it's just like, again, um, Von – you know, he's back, but he's not really back. He, he had Von Miller registered two tackles last season. That's it. Gabe Davis had more tackles last year than than Von Miller. But, you know, whatever. Um, Trey White was out. Matt Milano was out. Daquan Jones, I think he had been back for two weeks at that point. Uh, Russell Douglas was a shell of what, you know, shell of himself because – he missed the game against the Steelers because he got hurt um, against the, the the Dolphins in the last week of the season, week 18, 
which we needed to win. It's not like we could arrest it. We needed to win that game. We ended up winning. But Russell Douglas is hurt. And, you know, he comes back and he plays against the Chiefs, but he's not He's not the same. Uh, we're down to our fifth and sixth linebacker. Terrell Bernard was out. Uh, Christian Benver was out because he got hurt in the, in the game against the Steelers the week prior. You know, we just we just – we just never can seem to get the guys that we need to play on the field to play. It, it just seems like we always lose guys. Taylor Rapp was out. It's just, you know, no excuses. Congratulations to the Chiefs. I had said this earlier in the year that the Chiefs were the only team in the playoffs on both sides, AFC or NFC, that I was actually worried about. Feel like if we would have beat the Chiefs, we would have won the Super Bowl because they ended up winning the Super Bowl, and I, I think Buffalo would have won the Super Bowl if they were able to beat the Chiefs. But we didn't. So now we're in the off season, and we're looking at all these different options. Where you know Gabe Davis is a free agent. Uh, I expect that he's going to move on because we desperately need to. We desperately need to. Uh, upgrade at wide receiver too. Uh, it's unfortunate that Stefan Diggs kind of fell off last year. I think he was injured. He never said he was injured. The team hasn't said anything about injuries. So who knows? There were some key drops Stefan Diggs had over the second half of that season uh, or plays that he normally makes. Um, Josh had been off all year. Playoff time hits and he's back to normal, looking like, uh, you know, the quarterback we saw all 2020. And I, I had to ask these questions and I say, you know, I know Diggs is working. I know, you know, and, and Shakir posted a video uh, with him working out and he's working with Eric Moles during the offseason. You know, he's doing what he needs to do to get right. I'm sure Dawson Knox and, and Dalton Kincaid will attend. Uh, the Titan University uh, camp that you know Travis Kelsey and those guys have, uh, George Kittle. I'm sure that the I'm sure those guys will attend that camp and you know come back in in, in great form. Uh, you know Diggs Diggs works every single year. You know like we 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 know what type of work Diggs puts in. Like you could see Diggs at a fashion show walking the runway. Uh, on a Wednesday night, but I guarantee you that morning, Diggs was up at you know seven a.m. getting busy working. Seven eight o'clock, he's up working, getting getting himself, getting his body prepared for the uh, for the upcoming season. You know, but getting there and, and, and getting sharp. Um, which brings us to Josh Allen. Josh Allen was snubbed for for an MVP, in my opinion. The numbers. It, the stats, the stats award. He had the numbers. It's unfortunate they gave it to Lamar Jackson, who did not have anywhere near the numbers that I, you know that you would think would be required to be the uh, MVP. But with that being said, I feel like Josh felt snubbed. I feel like Josh should have felt snubbed. So my question is, what do you change? going into this year so that you put yourself in a position to take 
the decision away from the voters. Essentially playing so well and being so on point, so locked in with your receivers, put up such gaudy numbers that they have no choice but to award you the unanimous MVP. Um, I wonder what Josh is going to do with this offseason. And it brings me to an interview that, uh, well, it's a clip from an interview he did with uh, Bussin' with the Boys. That's uh, Taylor Lewan and, and uh, I can't remember the other guy, but he played as well, played in the NFL as well. They had an interview where they were talking about, you know, the offseason and how does he handle it. And he said, you know, before I, before basically he got to where he is now, um, you know, he, he would work hard and he would, you know, do a bunch of stuff in the offseason, getting prepared for this, getting prepared. And, um, you know, he uh, he said he looks at guys that – he said he started to look at guys that did that consistently. And he said they were always hurt with, like, soft tissue injuries or different things like that. And while that is a valid point, that is very valid. It does not take away the fact that Josh could be doing things, in my opinion, to make sure that he's prepared for the upcoming season. Simple stuff. Working on not no, let me not say simple stuff because I'm I'm not an NFL player. I never played quarterback. It's not my thing. Too short. Um, you know, just I, I still today have trouble throwing a darn spiral with a football. I don't know, but um, there are things that I think he could work on that are that are not physically tasking that could get him prepared. Um, you could de- he could definitely take time and work on his footwork. You know, making sure that his feet are lined up consistently the proper way, so that when he does throw the football, he's throwing an accurate ball and he's getting the most out of the ball without straining other parts of his body unnecessarily. Mechanics is always an issue for quarterbacks that, uh, you know, it's, it's always going to be, be an issue. Mechanics are huge for quarterbacks. They're huge for pitchers. You know, they're huge for basketball players that consider themselves to be shooters. You know, you want to consistently have a repetitive motion the correct motion. Let me not say just a repetitive motion. The co- a repetitive correct motion. I had a basketball coach that said, "Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect." And that, I that stuck with me forever. Uh, so, Josh, I think I would I would love to see Josh go back to Jordan Palmer, and maybe he doesn't do as much throwing uh, in the off season, but the footwork, the 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 ability to manipulate the pocket. Early in the season, I felt like Josh was very uh, jumpy in the pocket. Like, he didn't trust the old line in front of him. And and for good reason, because last year, they did not play particularly well. But this year, the offensive line was a top three pass-blocking unit. It was a top five overall offensive line. And I just wish early on Josh would have trusted them more. He looked jumpy. Balls were coming out, and uh, just, just not, just. He 
He just wasn't sharp. He wasn't accurate. He didn't look comfortable in the pocket. Let's work on that this offseason, Josh. Let's work on your footwork. Let's get comfortable in the pocket. Let's do that. Um, another thing I'd like for him to do is, is the mechanic parts, the mechanics of throwing. Not, well, not necessarily throwing. You don't have to do a ton of throwing, but I definitely want you know him to work on his deep ball accuracy. And that may require some throwing, but it's it, really what it's going to require is analyzing his throwing motions and figuring out where he's off, what's different between this year or this past season and, you know, 2020. What's different? What can we do to uh, get back to that 2020 form? where he was throwing the football down the field. He was extremely accurate. Maybe it's just a timing thing. Maybe he doesn't need to work too much on that. Maybe he just needs to work with his receivers a little more. Maybe he needs to get with those guys a couple of weeks before OTAs. And then when you get to OTAs, you you, you work on you work on your you, you you start working with the with the rest of the team. Maybe that's the case. But anyway, I'm I put all that out there to, to kind of preface uh this clip uh, from Josh Allen when he was interviewed with Bustin' with the Boys. Get away. Try not to do as much. Like, still throw a little bit, still work out a little bit, and just try to maintain weight is really what I'm trying to do. But enjoy and relax sometimes. I think allowing my body to rest and recover. Like, my, my strength coaches are going to hate that, I, that I'm going to say this. The last two off-seasons, I haven't done really anything in, before OTAs. And we have baseline tests. In both years, I've come back and I've tested way higher than I've ever tested in my entire career. So my immediate reaction to that is uh, I, I get it. You know, he plays uh, quarterback a lot different than most quarterbacks. He, you know, Josh will run the football. He will... Uh, you know, he'll he exposes himself to the potential of taking bigger hits by leaving the pocket and running the football himself. You know, sometimes he we use him as the 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 goal line, you know, our goal line running back. He's he's been the most productive. I think last year he had like 15 rushing touchdowns. Now out of those 15, I, I believe only six or seven of them were inside the five-yard line. The rest of them were just you know, Josh being the magician that he is. But my my reaction to the video is that if you're letting your body rest, you're not doing a ton of throwing. Why are you playing golf, dude? I, I And I don't care. I, it's your off season. You're rich. You can do whatever you want. But why are you playing so much golf if you're letting your body rest? When you play golf, you got to walk. And a whole bunch of you know, riding in the cart, man. These uh, these events and things like that. Well, I mean, I guess at the events you can ride the, the cart or whatever. But when we, when I was younger, and I would go golfing with my uncle and uh, my cousins, we walked. You know, we would walk from hole to hole, and you know that's what it was. It was, it was tiring. It was long. I mean, well, it was Arizona too, so it was freaking hot, but. That's a lot of walking. That's a lot of – it's not the same physical activity, but it's still physical activity. So 
if that's the case, if you're letting your body rest and let your body rest, when you say you're letting your body rest, but then we see you immediately out here playing, you know, 18, 36, you know, 72 holes of golf. It's like, what are we talking about? And how does this play into, how does this play into your relationship with Stefan Diggs? Because Stefan Diggs got interviewed, um, and I should have pulled this. I didn't know I was going to go this route, but I should have pulled this the, the clip, and I will pull it uh, for my next uh, my, my, for my next uh, audio video, audio video for the next for the next next time I post um, post a video, I will I will put the Stefan Diggs uh, interview out clip out there. Um, but it, you know, Diggs is saying, you know, Josh was the big reason why he came here. You know, Josh said, you know, the biggest thing for him was winning the Super Bowl. And he was going to put the work in and, and all of these different things that resonate to Diggs. Uh, Diggs has always been a hard worker. Um, you know, he sustained some injuries in, in, in college and has taken care of his body since and has not really seen major, you know, hasn't seen, he hasn't really been injured since. Um, you know, a couple things here and there, he nicked up, but nothing major. And he takes great care of his body. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I wonder if if the obvious rift between Stefan Diggs and, and Josh Allen stems from that because I, I believe I believe that Diggs is a fiercely loyal individual. Um, his brother says things all the time. And he comes out and he'll defend his brother against all the media that wants to question him. And, you know, he just says, hey, that's family. So if Josh lied to him or if he perceives it as you told me you were going to be this way and now you're not. So I have an issue with that. The man is justified. If that's how he feels, he's justified in feeling that way. And. Josh has to understand that. I I don't know how to I don't know how to fix it. I don't know if that's the actual issue. I don't know Diggs. I don't know Josh personally. I can't pick up the phone and call him. But if I could, it would not surprise me if that was part of the reason why Steph was upset, because Josh has been visibly off compared to the years that he did go and put in the work in the offseason. You can tell the difference. You can tell. So go win a Super Bowl. Then you can do whatever you want in the offseasons. But you got to put the work in. Patrick Mahomes just won his third Super Bowl of his career. And he's been in the league seven years. I believe they've been to the AFC Championship six years in a row. They've hosted it five years in a row. Or they hosted it for five years straight. Patrick Mahomes had a field built uh, in the back of his house. And he flies his receivers in during the offseason to stay at his home. And he works out with them. Throws the football with those guys. And it shows because he's sharp week one. He's sharp. That's what you're up against, Josh Allen. 
You're up against that guy. And if the, if the floor, if, if the floor of Josh Allen is getting to the divisional round and, you know, 40 touchdowns, 4,000, 5,000 yards, uh, 12, you know, 11 to 13 wins for the Bills every season. If that's the floor, you know, 14, around 14 interceptions, 40-plus touchdowns, if that's the floor for Josh Allen, that's just him chilling, playing golf, not really focused on football in the offseason, that's the floor. What's the ceiling? What could you do? With with an off season regiment of of work, I, I don't know, I it, but it's got to be better than the divisional round exit. It's got to be better than that. Got to be. Um, so that's what we're up against, and and Josh has to step up and get it done. Uh, that's I, I don't I don't see another way. We've tried it. You're, we've tried it the way where you're just chilling, and where it's gotten us to the divisional. Put the work in now. Let's see what happens then. Unfortunately, none of us can control that. Um, it's got to be up to Josh. I think Josh was mad at the end of the season. I think he realized the Bills are better. The Bills are a better team than what they than what they showed in the playoffs the last couple of years. Um, you can never, you know, you can never determine what what the injuries are going to look like. Like that's just it is what it is. Injuries are the injuries, but there were some plays in that in that AFC divisional game that you know had had we made those plays, we probably win the game because we missed all of our big shots. Our big chunk plays, our shots down the field, we miss those. The Chiefs hit on theirs. They end up winning by three. That's the difference. That's the difference. It's very simple. But that's going to be all for today. Um, Check us out on Wednesdays, 9 to 10-ish. We usually close out um, between 10 and 10.30. Uh, depending on the co- to, depending on how the conversation is going and what the conversation is about, uh, we are on YouTube at the Coast to Coast NJ Podcast. You can look us up. Myself and uh, Brian, aka Beyond Seven One Six, we're live every Wednesday. Uh, check us. Continue to check us out on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we will try. I will try to continue to put more content out, and um, I'm going to talk to. I'm going to talk to my mother's T-shirt lady today, and we're going to start getting some merch uh, put out there as well, get some T-shirts. So if you tune in to the uh, – obviously, this is the audio stuff. You ain't going to see it. But if you tune in to the, to the podcast, you, you might start seeing some uh, some coast-to-coast T-shirts and uh, maybe a coast-to-coast mug or something like that. I, I, we'll figure I'm, – I'm going to figure some stuff out. We'll figure some stuff out and we'll and we'll get it we'll get it going. But thank you for support. Thank you for listening. Um follow follow me at, at Whittle 2K, W-H-I-T-T-L-E 2K on Twitter. Uh I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I'm on a bunch of things. But if you want to get to me, get to me on Twitter. And that's uh that's how that works. Uh next time, next talk will be 
my next my next video uh my next solo video uh or solo audio recording will be about uh free agency and it will be about uh, one of the prospects i think i'm going to do something every uh once a week at least at least once a week where i uh feature one of the prospects that are on my big board for the Buffalo Bills to look at as far as drafting in the uh in this upcoming 2024 NFL draft. So thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't forget to tune in. Check us out on YouTube. You know, when you can when you find us, like, subscribe, hit the little bell so you know we so you know when we upload content. And uh we appreciate it, man. Thank you for riding with us. Go Bills. <laughs>